the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by bda radio bda radio doesn't break news they break the news with their wild commentary regarding mma and wrestling head on over to bdaradio.com and check out all of the latest news on the ufc bellator wwe and much more they are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves bdaradio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to episode 11 of the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com and the podcast radio network. I am longtime pro wrestling referee Mike Crockett and I'm joined as always by independent wrestling veteran, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. How are you, sir? I'm good, Mike. We're fresh off of our appearance on uh, the New Age Insiders this week, huh? Yes, check that out on the New Age Insiders feed. Yes, indeed. Uh, we did okay, I think. Yeah, I thought we classed up the joint. They didn't really uh, like my idea about uh, Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sitting here uh, recording in my Curtain Jerker t-shirt, Mike. Fantastic. Huh? I got yours sitting here right here on my table. Well, I appreciate that very much. Where can you get one of those Curtain Jerker WPAN t-shirts? ProWrestlingTees.com slash New Age Insiders. Yes, indeed. And there will be a sale. Starting at noon on Thursday. If you're listening to this on Thursday, noon today, 15% off all t-shirts at Pro Wrestling Tees. Use the code MANIA. Yeah, I may, I may have jumped the gun on... Uh, Maybe slightly. Didn't read the fine print. <laughs> <laughs> but go get your Curtain Jerker t-shirt right now on Pro Wrestling Tees. And Brian, it is WrestleMania season. It's in full swing. We're winding up this Sunday. The uh, All the festivities are getting underway down there in Orlando, Florida. You and I seem like we're the only two not down there. But uh, <laughs> we're making do up here in the Northeast. How you feeling about WrestleMania? Uh, feeling good. I think it's exciting. The uh, Jesus, the pictures of the entrance ramp have just gotten me... I don't even know what to think. <laughs> like, it's a I mean, long way down. I mean, is, is that confirmed? Is that really the entrance ramp? Like, or is that like part of just like the set? Like, that seems insane to have the guys entering that far of a distance from the top of the stadium, right? Like, it's a long way down. We'll have to. I, I mean, it has to be. There's nothing else it can be. Um, <laughs> maybe they'll do the uh, the segue thing again when and. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're going to actually have the guys come down on, like, roller coaster carts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, absolutely amazing. We'll have to uh, see you on Sunday. And speaking of Sunday, we will be your post 
WrestleMania coverage on the New Age Insiders Network. We're taking the mantle from the New Age Insiders themselves. They're not doing a post-show, so the only post-show will be on the New Age Insiders Network. It'll be up Monday morning. We'll be there talking to with, uh, some of our buddies about everything that goes down at WrestleMania, so make sure you check that out. Uh, you can find the Monday podcasts on the New Age Insiders Network. All you have to do is search WPAN on your favorite podcast platform. You'll see this feed, of course. Also, the NAI Network will show up, so subscribe there, and you can start your post-WrestleMania Raw day with us Monday morning and every Monday morning with the WPAN on the New Age Insiders Network. So uh, make sure you're subscribed there and take in WrestleMania with us on Monday. But before that, Brian, we are doing the BDA bonus podcast, and it's a WrestleMania-centric because everything's about WrestleMania these days. I got a question for you, Mike. Sure. Do you think we've reached the saturation point with the WrestleMania week stuff as far as like um, like the indie promotions and stuff? It, se- it seems a tad much this year. <laughs> I did see a listing, which was like 20, 30 shows happening over six, the course of the day. It's like 66. Like, no joke. It's like 66 shows or something crazy like that. Over the course of the weekend? Like, starting like, uh, I think the first one started like tonight. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot going on. There is no question about it. There's a lot going on, and... Uh, I'm not sure all these shows are going to make money. You know, the big ones will, of course. The They say the uh, Supercard of Honor show is going to be uh, you know, the biggest gate in ROH history, from what I understand. Yeah, it's a 4,000-seat building. Um, I thought I had saw somewhere that they had sold like already over 3,000 tickets for it, so... The, the, yeah, that will do well. I think. I think the WWN like shows will do well. Evolve uh, and all you know, that. Evolve. Yeah. I think. I think Beyond will do well. You know. I. I, I think WrestleCon will obviously do very well. You know, CZW, I think, is running a show down there. I think, you know, the known commodities, I think, will do will do well. But it, but it, it goes way beyond the known commodities. It's fine. Another show I think will do well. It's a show that I think I'd buy a ticket to, and that's the uh, the Joey Janela's Spring Break show. Uh, Joey Janela's a guy who wrestles for Beyond and uh, CZW and all up in the Northeast. A guy I'd love to have on the podcast sometime. His show looks absolutely insane. Have you seen this one, Mike? Yes, we talked about this uh, on one of these podcasts about it's him versus uh, Marty, Marty Gennetti, and he he got this match because he talked to um, the genie, which was Scott Hall. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and he saw this uh, this wacky, completely insane uh, video that he put out uh, probably a month or so ago. At this point, yeah, it's uh, great. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, Earl Hebner's uh, booked to do a run in because they couldn't afford to give him a whole match. Yeah, Matt Riddle versus Dan Severn. <laughs> <laughs> Just absolutely some crazy stuff. Uh, I think that's another, uh, I know Beyond's doing midnight on, I think it's Saturday, but I think that maybe Thursday or Friday night at midnight is the Joey Janela show. But there, yeah, there is some good stuff. I just, it, boy, it just feels like it's, I don't know, it, it's, it's like everything, you know? It started off as... Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's gone. I, th- I think this is the um, saturation point. The next year, I think you'll see it scaled way back. Yeah, we'll have to keep our eye on that. Yeah, as you said, a lot of shows that I mean, I'm not even really aware of that are happening down there. And uh, we'll be down there next year, right, Mike, in New Orleans? Yeah, I think it's in our uh, NAI Network contract. There. <laughs> I've never been to. I've never been to a WrestleMania, Mike. You didn't go to 14 in Boston. I did not. Oh, all right. I did not. I was I was at that one. I was in the last row of the balcony, but I was there. Um, There's a story that involves uh, friend of Faye. So, oh, <laughs> uh, let's not get into that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
I mean, New Orleans would be a good place. You and uh, Mike Mills can finally duke it out live and in person uh, if we get down there. <laughs> <laughs> I expect nothing but Southern hospitality from Mike Mills. I, I would assume so, yeah. I mean, you're the dick in this whole thing, right? <laughs> Wait a minute here. <laughs> All right. This podcast, folks, you know what we do each and every week. Uh, of course, we get Merv Griffin time coming up. That's where we get your thoughts and answer your questions. Plus, one more terrifying teehee will be immortalized in our Heal Laugh Hall of Fame. But we discuss a different topic each week here, voted on by our listeners and followers at the WPAN on Twitter. And here are the results from our weekly BDA bonus poll. Brian, was, as I mentioned earlier, was all WrestleMania topics this week. And coming in last place, 13% was the best WrestleMania performer. Third place, 26% was the worst Mania celebrity. Do you got one off the top of your head? Oh, worst Mania celebrity. Maybe, boy, maybe like Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think she did anything, really. Um, that's just off the top of my head. I would say Cy Sperling. <laughs> probably the word or herb from burger king oh i don't even remember that yeah i think that was wrestlemania 2 um all right let's, let's that just, the where's the beef lady that was kind of their answer i think to the where's uh, the beef all right let's the just where's move the beef on. lady was at uh, a wrestlemania was she, she not oh yes i think she was it was, yeah, that, that yeah, was one of the early her, ones she's saying it and there's she's not mic'd up <laughs> i think it was yeah it must have been one or two or we'll have to look that up, folks. Or why don't you tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter about uh, the Where's the Beef Lady, if anyone of that age group is listening <laughs> right now. Uh, all right, let's move on to second place was 27%. Just ahead of Worst Mania Celebrity was the Worst Mania Main Event, kind of the antithesis of what we did last week, which is the Best Mania Main Event. I thought that would have uh, had a good chance at winning, but it did not because our first place, the what we're going to talk about today, 34% of the vote was the Best WrestleMania Entrance. Just because you're negative, Mike, don't think people are always just going to vote for negative stuff. Uh, okay, now uh, I'm I'm learning my lesson, Brian. I'm learning my lesson. <laughs> so, best WrestleMania entrances, Brian. This was didn't really become a thing till a little uh, later on as a uh, as WrestleMania kind of evolved. Maybe not even till they started in the uh, in the stadiums did it really become a thing to uh, have a big elaborate media entrance. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think there were some smaller scaled ones, but definitely once they once they started hitting the big big uh, stadium shows, that's when some of this stuff took off. I, I think we should we might be able to actually uh, name the if we're, if we're actually going to give an award for this, Mike. It might be the Triple H Memorial uh, WrestleMania Entrance Award. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what uh, our friend Brian Fury would want, and uh, I think he's going to be very disappointed by my list. When it comes to uh, Triple H, because <laughs> let me just say this: with Triple H's entrance, uh, I know uh, Fury's all about it every single year. It's not an entrance if he's just sitting there in a throne. He's not entering; <laughs> he's just sitting. Oh, you're splitting hairs. I think Mike Mills has got to you. <laughs> Come on, last year last year was pretty awesome. Wait, what, what was last year? That was like the the Hunger Games thing with Stephanie and. Oh, where she's she looked she's, like a friggin' million bucks, and and she's talking for an hour and a half. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> and then and then um, I don't know if it was the year before or, or two years before that where uh, Charlotte and Sasha Banks were involved in the entrance, and that one was pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> they don't do it. For, you don't. You don't see any redeeming quality to those entrances or no, any entertainment no, value. These the the Conan ones. The the only one that missed Terminator the mark ones. For me. yeah, the only one. That, well, the Terminator one missed the mark, and I think that was just because it was daylight out. <laughs> you know, like kind of lost some of its you know luster. I think. Yeah. Um, all those th- th- WrestleMania 31 entrances. I don't think we'll have any on our list here from 31 because I think the Sting, the Bray Wyatt, uh, and the Triple H one all would have been much, much, much better had it been nighttime. Yeah, I had, for 31, I had the Rusev entrance. Oh, I forgot about that with the he tank. He came on a tank. Yeah, That, that was, was pretty awesome. That was pretty badass. <laughs> that was pretty badass. Uh, but we're talking about like... Uh, you know the stadium shows kind of being the real birth of the elaborate entrance, but oh, I was going to throw one at you. What about Shawn Michaels at twelve? That was yeah. That's 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 one to think about. That's on there. That's definitely on the list. The the one where he was uh where Jose Lothario was pointing to the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah, he got on the bottom rope. He's pointing to the heavens, and then yeah, he, uh, he he did the uh, zip line all the way down. That yeah, that was one of the earliest. Uh, if there was any doubt, who was winning that match? <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the one of the early ones that I I thought about was one that I was at. We just talked about the uh, Boston WrestleMania, WrestleMania fourteen, uh, the Undertaker's entrance. It might have been the first like true. Well, at WrestleMania 9, he did the thing where he came out with the hearse, with the raven. But WrestleMania 14 was with the all the druids came out with torches. They, they held them up, and he walked underneath the torches. And a uh, little trivia fact, a lot of the guys that were the druids for that were uh, guys that worked for NWA New England, the company I worked for at the time. Uh, Tony Rumble is one of them. Eric Sprasia, Knuckles Nelson. I'm not sure if... I don't think Rich Paladino is one, or I'm sure I would have known about it i'm sure he would have i'm sure he'd be talking about it nonstop. and uh and uh you know yeah all those guys were the were the druids and you kind of see that they don't have them fully covered uh facially but uh that first time he came up with those torches and undertake a walk underneath them that was like an iconic uh scene that you probably still see to this day undertaker's had quite a few uh as well and hopefully i'm not stealing any of your thunder here mike with your list uh i mean the the one i think it was the uh wrestlemania at the meadowlands uh stadium uh new york there where right all the hands kind of reaching up and um and do we have, i we, believe catech wrestling heavyweight champion Ilya markopoulos was part of that one yeah i was just gonna say the little trivia note there yes Ilya was <laughs> one of the uh zombies with the reaching his hand up and also when it comes to the undertaker's entrances uh wrestlemania 25 I, I would put probably just the two entrances of Shawn Michaels and Undertaker together. So perfect. So well done. With yes. uh, <laughs> Shawn Michaels in, in a duplicate of the Undertaker's hat and jacket, except all in white. And he is descending from the heavens. And then Undertaker's entrance, he ascends from hell. It was uh, a perfect dichotomy. It was just uh, really well thought out, really well done. So WrestleMania 25, Sean and Undertaker, uh, if we're still talking about Undertaker here, that, that was a absolutely fantastic one. Do you have any others, or do you want to get right to your number one pick? Well, I mean, it, we, I think we'd be kind of remiss not to mention a couple of people close to us. The the New Day with the Bootio cereal last year, that was yeah. uh Pretty awesome to see see Kofi get uh, a special WrestleMania entrance. I think that was pretty. I don't, I don't know if it'd be up there among the best of all time, but pretty damn cool to get that sort of uh, to get that sort of entrance. 
Exactly. Yeah. They, they teased that for the longest time, the bootios and there's the, just the huge box. It was, uh, yeah, it was something. And the, all the stuff that was on the side of the box too, all the, uh, the, uh, nutritional, the ingredients. uh, yes, is, uh, <laughs> all like inside stuff that was tremendous. And, uh, of course our pal Sasha Banks last year, um, with Snoop Dogg singing her, rapping her to the ring, a really kind of a special moment for her, I'm sure. And for, you know, us watching at home too. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome, and she, and she, I mean, even in those moments, uh, she tends to wear, I think, her her heart on her sleeves, and you can you can always see uh, the moments that mean a lot to her. And I don't know if that's a a good or a bad trait as a performer, um, but I, I think something like that, I think it lets the fans in, and and you can see when somebody cares so much, and I think makes those moments all the more special. Okay, Brian. So, what do you think if you had to pick one? Best WrestleMania entrance of all time. What would it be? Well, I and and hopefully, hopefully, I'm not misremembering this, but I, I remember the entrance, and uh, hopefully, I'm not misremembering the circumstances. But uh, the Undertaker, who had had that character shift to the American Badass for a few years there, mm-hmm. um, when he made the return at WrestleMania 20, right? That was the return of the Dead Man. Am I correct with saying that, Mike? Uh, when it comes to WrestleMania numbers, I'm not great at that, but I know it was at a WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it, I, I, I'm pretty confident. Uh, I, I know the, the, oh, the entrance I'm talking about is his WrestleMania 20 entrance. Uh, okay. And I'm fairly confident the whole story around that was his return as the dead man. But with, with the Druids, it's Madison Square Garden. I know it's not an arena show. It's the return of the dead man from the, from the American badass character. Uh, people waiting to see him. Um, back and that and that gimmick again and that character again. That I think, in my opinion, is the best WrestleMania entrance of all time. And I can't confirm that it was the Return of the Dead Man WrestleMania 20. Thank you. It was more like a cowboy hat than the <laughs> uh, traditional uh, Undertaker hat. But yes, I just remember the yeah the anticipation of uh, of actually seeing him. Back in that character, even though it was a character that you'd seen him in, you know, thousand times before, uh, the return of that character I thought was something pretty special. Uh, and they had the druids there again with the torches, and just an awesome, uh, awesome moment. And and I think the the build up to it uh, made it all that more special. Not the most elaborate entrance of all time, but uh, certainly an unforgettable one. All right, well, I'm going to go back on what I said of the early WrestleMania entrances. We talked about WrestleMania 14 with The Undertaker in Boston. We talked about WrestleMania 12 with Shawn Michaels uh, ziplining from the from the heavens. And I'm going to go back even before that. My favorite entrance in WrestleMania history took place at WrestleMania 9, Brian. Goodness. It was Bobby Heenan coming out <laughs> on a camel backwards <laughs> that all was right. my favorite entrance of all time just him just kind of like bumbling almost falling just selling it really huge so he doesn't know what the hell's going on uh of course this was the entire you know caesar's palace it was the entire uh you know roman theme and bobby heenan in a, in a toga kind of uh coming out on a camel and just completely bumbling and fumbling around was absolutely hilarious and I mean, you expect nothing less from a guy that like being Bobby one the of the most memorable moments from that WrestleMania tells you everything you need to know about that WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I love that entrance. All right, 
And I'm sure the uh, Our Vantage Point podcast will agree. <laughs> uh, we'd be remiss uh, not to mention uh, they're not elaborate entrances, but I was a, a huge fan of the little ring carts. They, uh, they yes. first debuted at WrestleMania 3, and then they brought them back for 6, right? I think so, yeah, if they're, when they were back in Toronto, yeah. Yeah, I thought those I, – I, I don't know. I love those. I thought that was uh, tremendous. I, I mean, if you want to just talk about kind of iconic images – Andre the Giant coming down uh, with Heenan on one of those at WrestleMania three and just getting pelted with <laughs> with garbage, <Yes>. <laughs> like, <laughs> but just an to me an icon at least an iconic image in in, in pro wrestling. Yeah, so uh, that's my pick, Brian, and I think we uh, we covered just about all of them, but uh, maybe we didn't cover them all. So why don't you guys tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter? Let us know if you missed something. Favorite WrestleMania entrances of all time? Let us know at the WPAN on Twitter, Facebook.com/slash the WPAN. And speaking of all that social media stuff, Brian, it is Merv Griffin time. It is named for your favorite episode of our favorite show, Seinfeld. And we're doing voicemails on the NAI Network Edition of the podcast, and we have a contest. If you leave us the most interesting or entertaining voicemail for April 17th, you will win that new Curtain Jerker WPAN t-shirt we talked about earlier, the one Kingpin is wearing right now, and you can get one if you're not entering the contest at ProWrestlingTees.com. So call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Leave a question, a rant, an insult, a song, anything you think we love, and you can get some free WPAN swag. All right, but uh, we're not doing the voicemails here, Brian. That's over on the NAI Network. Here on Merv Griffin Time, it is the tweets. Use the hashtag WPAN to be a part of it. And let's get into we got some uh, a couple of older ones. Uh GA WrestleNut at GA WrestleNut, that is Glenn Abbott. He said, Really enjoyed the show two Mondays ago. Don't blame you with the worms, Brian. Definitely agree about snakes. <laughs> that of course was our name dropper show where we talked about working with the stars and how Brian refused to eat the boogeyman's snakes snakes <laughs> the boogeyman's <laughs> worms he, he, he wouldn't have eaten the snakes either right brian uh certainly not mike <laughs> I, i'll leave uh, all the worm eating for you thank you brent what <laughs> <laughs> not you're an animal <laughs> <laughs> at new age insiders brian our pals the new age insiders the proprietors of the nai network that we're on every monday he says, great episode last week, which is the Name Droppers episode. I also think Ryback is insane. <laughs> he certainly yes. is. Yes, the main event of WrestleMania was all just an elaborate ruse on uh, on the former uh, Ryback. I think so. Did you go back and listen to that? I, I have not yet, no. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get your... Uh, you're not going to listen to it. That's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk I'm a busy about- man mike you got me booked on 17 podcasts a week lately <laughs> all right let's talk about last thursday's bda bonus podcast we talked about best wrestlemania main events randall keogh at randall keogh on twitter said his pick is wrestlemania 5 where the mega powers exploded and savage was amazing outshining his wrestlemania 4 match at Joey G277, he says WrestleMania 6, Hogan and Warrior. WrestleMania 17, Rock and Austin 2. And Nate at Nuclear Shrimp 22 says Andre and Hogan from WrestleMania 3. And Hogan and Rock from WrestleMania 18. That's a couple of your picks there, Brian. 
Well, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I think, I think the Rock Hogan from uh, 18, uh, that, that, Jesus, that may be my profesh- favorite professional wrestling match of all time. Uh, okay, British Strong Style. He is at I Follow WWE. He says WrestleMania 24, 26, WrestleMania 30. Okay. Our friends at the Our Vantage Point podcast, they say Hogan and Andre. And uh, actually, that was Joe from the OVP podcast. And then Quinn checks in and says, I have to chime in saying, if you're talking about match quality, Rock versus Austin, WrestleMania 17 can't be beat. At Mo Square, he says Benoit Michaels and Triple H, the triple threat match. Uh, analyzer underscore 34 says Warrior Hogan, Rock Austin, Edge Taker, Benoit, Triple H, Michaels, and Hart Michaels Iron Man match. Wow, this uh, this really last week really got people going, Brian, with this. At WX underscore Watcher on Twitter, he says Hogan Warrior. Uh, DC Matthews, our buddy from the NAI Network. DC and Doc Talk is every weekend on the NAI Network. Check that out. He is at DC Matthews NAI. He says the Iron Man match. And then the real DC checks in. He is at the not fake DC. <laughs> All right. He says WrestleMania 4, Savage DiBiase, only because it was unexpected and it set up the epic Hogan Savage WrestleMania 5 main event. Uh, okay, let's move on to the Lone Wolf, Greg Myron. He uh, checks in weekly and we really appreciate it. He is at Lone Wolf GAM. He says. I may not like the mode, but at least I popped the kingpin when we played the Bree Mode song last oh. week on the show. His pick for the worst entrance theme of all time. I think Tarzan went all Bree Mode uh, this week on Monday's episode. Yes, if you missed us reviewing WrestleMania 2000 this past Monday on the NAI Network, very entertaining to have uh, Tarzan with us, as we always do when we review questionable pay-per-view events. Uh, Tarzan, yeah, he went off on the main event of the show and the the swerve that occurred. So make sure you go and check that out and, uh, you know, (laughs) regulate the volume on that (laughs) one as you uh, listen. Uh, Mr. Swell, a newcomer here to uh, Merv Griffin time. He is at a guy named Max, M-A-C-K-S. He says... Uh, as far as podcasts go, Talk is Jericho has to be the best. But as far as fan-run podcasts, you can't beat the New Age Insiders and the WPAN. Thank you, Mr. Swell. King of NAI at Wilson underscore Maddie says, I have an exclusive that President Donald Trump just left a voicemail for the WPAN. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Brian, on Monday, we got that voicemail from the president. Yes. And I, I said I thought he had a bit of a southern accent. As it turns out, it was a British accent. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matty here, a good uh, friend of the New Age Insiders, he is down in Orlando right now with those guys. Are you trying to say that wasn't really Donald Trump? Well, I mean, his representative. He, 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 he put President Trump on the phone, I think. I think is what I'm trying to get at and kind of save this whole thing before it uh, <laughs> falls apart. All right, let's just move on. Uh, let's talk about uh, some feedback from Monday. He, uh, Glenn Abbott, once again, at GA WrestleNut, says, Never in the history of anything has the WPAN been so sleazy. It was great. <laughs> that's, you, that's all you, Crockett. You're sleezing up the joint. <laughs> yeah, let a couple of things fly. Why not, right? It's WrestleMania yeah. season. Well, I, I, the term dripping <laughs> male bodily <laughs> fluid uh, was used on our podcast. So. Well, well, Brian, it was a, a TV PG, a TV uh, 14 time, <laughs> so it deserves a TV 14 podcast as far as I'm concerned. 
That that's uh, that's only TV fourteen. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Good Lord. that's what that's what they got away with in the two uh, thousands. Prime uh, main event podcast. Our friends over at Maine, that is Maine, the state event pod. Uh, they uh, retweeted us and said, uh, "Side note: WrestleMania two thousand is also my favorite Nintendo sixty four game." It was a very good. Yeah, WrestleMania 2000 was a solid game. Not as good as No Mercy, though. Yeah, No Mercy came after, and of course, you know, with each one, they make little improvements, and uh, yeah, No Mercy was probably the best of that series, but uh, give a little love to WrestleMania 2000. Thank you guys for sharing the show and checking us out. Uh, TK, he is the executive producer of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, <laughs> at THOG94. He says, I love when Tarzan comes on and rips the bad shows. Hashtag pure entertainment. The world needs to be entertained by Tarzan, not just us. So I'm glad we yeah. can uh, we can help introduce uh, Tarzan to the masses. Yes, yes. Tarzan is a is a unique talent in many ways. Uh, Steven, at HHHGuy2004, he said he's disappointed in me. Stephanie faked a pregnancy for Triple H to keep him loving daddy's little girl. So we talked about, yeah, fake pregnancies and... Uh, uh, dead babies and stuff like that <laughs> you gotta go back and listen to this it was uh you had to be there <laughs> yeah, it was it was all over the place go check out monday's podcast on the nai network randall once again randall keo at randall keo he says i'm noticing a trend that when brian malonis tries to get something done at the wpan something happens bad video bad editing faulty voting hmm he said he's listening to the ride of honor which is uh, an episode a couple weeks back where we took you with us to Ring of Water in Manhattan. And he thought, where's Melonis' game? Lost episodes? Shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, somebody's onto your crap, Crockett. I'm the editor. <laughs> you hold all the power. Yes. Well, I mean, we. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad people are enjoying our new format, though, Mike. What's that? Scandals and animals. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. We're, we're going to roll with that. We're going to roll with that. John Morse, my best friend, at J-O-N-S-U-P-R-M-N. He showed us a shirt from TNA of AJ, speaking of <laughs> dripping fluids, and said, did TNA see the uh, Val Venus shirt and get this idea for AJ Styles? We'll retweet this. Go check out uh, John Morse's picture that he shared of AJ Styles' TNA shirt, which is also white lettering that uh, looks similar to certain things. Uh, yeah, so check that out. Todd Sinclair. At Sinclair Todd, the senior official of Ring of Honor, he says, really, did neither of you call out Tarzan for saying Terry Reynolds? <laughs> well, you know, Tarzan uh, says lots of things. And we, Whimsical? <laughs> yes, we, we let him slide. We let him slide because, you know, we get, the, uh, we get the good content from Tarzan. John Wilson, he is at Ninja Politician, and he put over a bunch of podcasts, including ours. Thank you very much. And finally, Mike Mills, at Mike504Saints, and he was talking to TK. He says, did you hear that the WPAN took a cheap shot at me about being on Jim Cornette's show? Typical of Brian Malonis. I didn't. How is that a cheap shot? Well, you did say, you know, you said they would be perfect together, Mike Mills and Jim Cornette, of course. Okay. Yes, of course, as this is released uh, today also, the Jim Cornette experience is up with Mike Mills 
talking to Jim Cornette, and he's asking him about his uh, promotion for the early 90s, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You'll want to check that out. Uh, support our buddy Mike Mills. Get some downloads over there for the Jim Cornette experience. And congratulations once again to Mike Mills. But, uh, yeah, I mean. How was that a shot, though? I, I, you I were think... slightly condescending, Brian. No. I mean, you got, there's two guys who love Southern wrestling. And their love of pro wrestling in general died the day the territories did. I don't think that's a, uh, I don't think that's an unfair statement. I think I think the things that they both talk about prove that. It's going to be awesome when when Mills uh, says something to Cornette and Cornette rips me, calls me fat or something. <laughs> well, download this love fest over at uh, MLW Radio, <laughs> the Jim Cornette Experience. To, for, the, for the record, Jim Jim Cornette is outstanding, one of the best managers of all time. And, you know, while I might not necessarily agree with his view of pro wrestling in 2017, I think Jim Cornette is a guy who belongs in, in the WWE Hall of Fame, without a doubt. And we haven't talked about this, but he will be at the Hall of Fame this year inducting the Rock and Roll Express. So <laughs> that could to see get him interesting. Friday night, yes, <laughs> on the Hall of Fame show. So make sure to check that out as well. Uh, so thanks for everyone who was a part of Merv Griffin Time this week. And we look forward to talking to you on Twitter, and we'll bring you the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on BDARadio.com. And, of course, Mike Mills' podcast is booking the territory. They do the Smoky Mountain show on Sundays, and they do the regular show on Thursdays. Check out Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast wherever you get your podcast, and especially Podbean. You become a patron of the Booking the Territory Podcast. They do special patron episodes, so check that out. Also, check in the boots with Tony and Chip. They're both down in Orlando right now. Make sure to be a uh, listener of their podcast as well. They really treat us well, so thank you very much to them. And also the Hurricane Ronda podcast, Eric Tolley, and they do Facebook Live every month, every Wednesday night, excuse me, and be sure to follow them as well. And Brian, from there, let's talk about our very unique, very exclusive Hall of Fame. Now, in life, as in wrestling, the number one way to tell people that you're up to no good is through laughter. I hearken back to the immortal words of our guest this past Monday on the NAI Network, Tarzan Taylor. He said, all it takes is that one over-exaggerated guffaw to let everyone know you're pure evil. And that's kind of paraphrased, but he said something like that. So... With that said, I am humbly submitting this week's inductee to the wrestling podcast about nothings, Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. The other half of the gigantic double main event, possibly the very last match for the immortal Hulk Hogan. Coming up a little bit later on, a tribute to the Hulkster. But let's talk about his opponent. As a matter of fact, he is standing by with comments. Let's hear from Sid Justice. See, this is Cindy Hogan. As I sit here and I gloat, I ask myself, what are you doing right now? Are you sitting in your hotel room, sitting at the edge of your bed, bent over, bored to throw up with that fear stuck in your gut because you are feared of me? And you know when mania will be. Your last event, you've even said that. Now. <laughs> they, got a, they got a tribute to you, Hogan. It's not a tribute. It's a farewell party. <laughs> and I'm the one who's caused it. 
I am the one who has ended Hulkamania. Why? Because I rule the world. The Maniacal Sid Justice this Sunday afternoon at WrestleMania to meet the immortal Hulk Hogan. We could be seeing Hulk Hogan's very last match. So, yes, Brian, Sid Justice, the master. I love Sid. I love him. <laughs> the master <laughs> and the ruler of the world. Am, man. He is. <laughs> he is the next member of the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. A couple of good laughs in there, if I may say so there, Brian. Yeah, Sid had a great heel laugh. Uh, this is a great induction. I, I am a, whether it's Sid Justice, Sid Vicious, whatever you want to call him, Psycho Sid, I love this dude. He might not have been the best wrestler of all time, but awesome. Absolutely awesome physical presence. Awesome heel laugh, a worthy inductee to the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. And, you know, a little uh, WrestleMania flavor there as well to this inductee as he went to take on Hulk Hogan. WrestleMania 8 could have been Hogan's very last match. Do you remember the, uh, do you remember the sit-down interview with Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon? Vince given like a weird, awkward handshake where he kind of had his thumb tucked into his hand. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, it's, it was like from uh, primetime wrestling, I believe. I'll have to look that up. Maybe uh, someone can share that at the WPAN on yes. Twitter. Hmm. All right, folks, to check out this Hall of Fame inductee in all his glory, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. Brian, you got a show this weekend, right? You are packing your bags. You're about to hit those highways and those byways doing that pro wrestling thing. Now, where are you headed this weekend? To Newburyport, Massachusetts for Atlantic Pro Wrestling, taking on Christian Casanova. Check out AtlanticProWrestling.com. It's a new venue uh, for uh, for APW, and they're back. And uh, I'm always happy to be a part of APW. So uh, Saturday night. It's good they're back. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday night. And other than that, I will be, you know, hanging out uh, at, our, at our good buddy's house on Sunday night, watching WrestleMania, probably stuffing my face a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> to book the Kingpin, email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on the Twitter at Brian Malonis. And for more on the wrestling podcast about nothing and to check out BDA Radio's MMA podcast, A Man Walks Into an Armbar with Chad Alden and Paul St. Amon Jr., head on over to your home for MMA and wrestling talk, BDARadio.com. Now, we will be back next Monday with a big episode, Brian, episode 50 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. It is our WrestleMania Summit. It is you. It is me. It is a few of our friends. And we're going to be talking WrestleMania. So make sure to look for that on the NAI Network. And then catch us back here for the next edition of the WPAN on BDARadio.com and the Podcast Radio Network. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.